Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's February 12th, the year of our Lord 2002. Uh, NBA Jam. I think that one might stick. Was there an NBA Jam 02? That wasn't an annual franchise. Maybe think of NBA Live. Yeah. NBA Live. Oh, just just in case. FIFA. Sorry to be a nerd. <laughs> Isn't I'm it bad when a nerd is a nerd fine. thing? Yeah. I think you're fine. I'll say FIFA. Can't get wrong with FIFA. It's, it's so bad when nerds... Let's just set Blatter. Great. <laughs> hey! Someone who isn't Zep Blatter is Enrique Iglesias. Uh, <laughs> that's, how, that's how Kevin <laughs> Kelly says it. Um, his new song, Hero, and his album, Escape. Uh, both there. <laughs> Thank you. Number one in the UK album and singles charts. Monsters, Inc. is the big film this week in the UK. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's a film about a big kitchen appliance. Let that sit. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> that took a few seconds. What I like is that could have gone one or two ways with math. That would have either gone, ah, or, oh, fuck you. I was there literally trying to go, oh, what's this? Oh. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I pretend to know this one, but that won't work. <laughs> I think Monsters, Inc. is only okay. Is Aww. that a controversial thing to say? I like the concept of it. One thing that Disney do well is they manufacture whimsy on, on an yes. un, unscalable level. And I love the idea that Monsters are pa- Monsters World is powered by scaring people. Like, that's great. And it's, a, and it's like a, a system and a process and a business. <laughs> like, I like that concept. Uh, the, yeah, I know what you mean. Otherwise, not great, but I liked the concept. Good. We all fell in love with the little girl Boo, didn't we, bless her? She was adorable. Yeah, but when I've looked at her, she'd cover her face. Aww. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, the second gives former New York City Mayor Rudolph Giuliani an honorary knighthood. Let's move on. <laughs> NASCAR Racing 2002 season is the big game this week. Let's move on some more. <laughs> Figures released by ITV Digital indicate that one in four of its subscribers are cancelling their subscription. A figure in the company hopes will begin to improve. They're all moving on. <laughs> Annie Stenders, one of the sub's longest-running characters, Doc Cotton, played by June Brown, marries Jim Brannan in the Valentine's Day ceremony. Oh, isn't that nice? He's moved on. Yes. Uh, in Emmerdale, the baby blues have been taking their toll on Benice recently. 
but any hopes of adjusting to motherhood are dealt a massive <laughs> blow when she is left to look after Gabby on her own. Her daughter's constant crying begin to drive Bernice to distraction. Ashley returns home at lunchtime to find the place in chaos, and Bernice plainly not coping, but worse is yet to come. Later on, Ray warns Kane when Kane uses him as an excuse to get out of a date with Letitia. I don't want to date Letitia! I'm seeing Kane tonight. <laughs> no, that's my fault. Oh, no, I'm seeing me tonight. And before we go any further, when you went in that in that spiel, it says the baby blues are affecting her. It comes over to chaos. Like, what's going on? It's the baby blues. There's three of them going. The concept. The concept of three babies jamming out <laughs> was better blues. than anything else happening this bloody week. <laughs> Let's hope the world of wrestling is a bit more exciting. Right here on the Cold Lake Wrestling Podcast, you're listening to the dulcet tones of Tom and the stupid tones of Matthew. Hello and welcome. Welcome in, welcome in. It's nice to see you. How are you, Matthew Gray? Oh, much better, much better. Thank you for much for asking. It's October, so it's the annual tradition of getting the lug. Yay, because you were poorly sick last week, which is why we missed a week. Yes. Uh, and it's horrible when you get poorly sick, isn't it? I was incoherent and inconstant. Yes, but why? But, oh, you were also poorly sick. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the, the former would not have stopped us working. <laughs> yes, I'm much better. Happy to be here. Happy to be chilling out with my good friend Tom. And how is your good self? I'm good. As you're, thank you for asking. As you're listening to this, if you're listening to this as the podcast drops, I have not slept in my own bed last night. You charlatan. I'm a charlatan because I am on the UK Invasion Tour with Impact Wrestling when you hear this. We started last night at Turning Point in Newcastle. That went well. <laughs> Oh, oh. oh, oh no! Oh no! Tom. <laughs> uh, no! I mean, no. One must have that self confidence. I've jinxed it. Even though us English people hate having it, yes, it's you must fine be good. because my issue is always I I get like the second day curse when I start something new. The first day always goes fantastically, and the second day is where something goes a bit awry. So if you come into Coventry tonight. Hey! And then Friday, I'm in love. <laughs> Basically that. I've got to ask, what is your role? Uh, ham and cheese. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what will you be doing at Impact Wrestling? I'll be the ring announcer. But you're going on the, the UK tour? Yes. Which Where are you going? We're going to Newcastle, which was last night, and then Coventry, which is tonight, and then Coventry f- tomorrow night, and then I'm going to London, but not for Impact. But for something else. Oh, so you're not got because I got confused because Simon Casty's doing the Scotland. So, so the tour is Scotland, Newcastle, Coventry, Coventry. Right, but you're not. You're, he's just doing the bits that you're not doing. He's doing Scotland because Simon Cassidy is the ultimate voice of Scottish wrestling That's and right. UK wrestling. It's his Hulk, fault. Fantastic. It is because I was getting confused. Like, oh, hang on, are they got both going to be there? Oh no, no, no. So Simon's just doing the did the Thursday, and um, he was brilliant. Uh, and then it's me Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So just trying to how's the concept of two ring announcers going to work? <laughs> I'm seeing double four ring announcers. Yeah. Having the tuxedo match like the Fink in '94. Oh, could you imagine Simon Cassidy? That's for the next tour. That is. No, so Simon did the Thursday, did the the uh, special Glasgow event, and it's me ah, for the rest of the tour. Okay, good. So it's just me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Hey, <laughs> uh, so hello, I'm problem. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm excited to be the problem. Uh, yeah, I'm very very excited. Uh, I'm rec- we're recording this just the day before the Newcastle show. I'm nervous and excited all at once. This Aww. feels like a really special deal. Good. I feel like if you don't get nervous, then there's no point doing it. Wait, wait, you're nervous? 
So you're saying that your body's having an adrenaline rush, adrenaline rush, adrenaline rush, adrenaline rush. Total non-stop action for me this weekend. Yes. Hope they'll see you there. But look, it's not about me. It's about SmackDown from 2002. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the wrong type of nostalgia grommet. <laughs> uh, we have something from the mailbag. Oh, hello. Uh, just started listening to the old SmackDown reviews again. And I just got to the SmackDown after the radicals turned up. Also, Whoa. listening to Reliving the War from Wrestling Bios. Hey. He's just got to Nitro after Chris Jericho defeated Perry Saturn. Whereby, if Saturn had to wear a dress and he thought it was just for one night. The next night on Nitro, Saturn turned up without his dress. And Jericho said Saturn should have the same print when it, where he stays, where it says... Should have read the fine. Should have read the fine print where it says he had to wear a dress whenever he's in the same arena with Jericho for the rest of his career. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Jericho in WWE the same time as Saturn? So I was disappointed oh. when he wasn't wearing a dress in WWE. So he was breaking his contract. I was wondering <laughs> if there was a wrestler who had a stipulation in one company you wished carried over to another company. <laughs> Cody Rhodes should never get a title shot <laughs> <laughs> anywhere. He beats ever. Roman at WrestleMania, and then whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Tony Khan comes out at WrestleMania. Just <laughs> <laughs> wait, is that? Hang on, you wrote, you signed that contract. Give that back. Uh, whichever promotion they go to, whichever state in their life they're at, Tory has to spend every Christmas with Kane. <laughs> no, with X Pac. With X Pac. Yeah, Tory has to yeah. spend every Christmas with X Pac. <laughs> That's the rule. So if, if he turns up in impact, then he has it's to. It's really awkward because he's married now. So it's like the changing of the guards. <laughs> it's the changing of the guards. His wife goes to the shed for a, yeah. for a month. He's like, is that our road dog? And she says, I'll take the shed. You know? <laughs> Otherwise, there's not many of those sort of wild and woolly stipulations, no. really. There was, um, I mean, there was, the, there was the time where William Regal lost a... In the, in the roulette wheel and had to dress as a showgirl, but I yes, guess now we're talking. Turn up, turn up at AEW, slapping Daniel Bryan and John Moxley dressed as a showgirl. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> uh, no one ever says anything about it. It's William Regal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's looking good. <laughs> he shaved his legs tonight. <laughs> Thank you, David Woodhouse. <laughs> I'm a showgirl. Quack! Oh, it's more the lizards. <laughs> Just popping, little green heads popping out over the. Did I ever tell you a story about why I had to wear that showgirl's outfit? <laughs> it was up. Oh, shut up, shut up, Bessie. So it was. Uh, it was 2002, and you remember that was the year that NBA Jam came out, and uh, <laughs> that was my big into me basketball. It's not an uh, franchise. <laughs> Quiet, Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, I was big into my basketball, and uh, I used to hang out with Shaquille O'Neal. And of course, uh, Shaquille O'Neal at the time, Shaq. he was uh, <laughs> shut up, Shaq the parrot. As you can tell, it's the name of my parrot. And uh, talking of parrots, I remember I was in Blackpool, and uh, I had a fight with a parrot. <laughs> Jimmy the parrot's on those world of sport lads. <laughs> Lovely bloke who'd kick the fuck out of you. Yeah. Lovely bloke. Smoked Always paid the milkman on time. <laughs> Kicked the fuck out of a guy I flicked him the wrong way one time. Smoked 400 tabs a day. Didn't get out of breath. Killed 10 women. Killed 10 women. Good top luck. bloke. Uh, top bloke. Salt of the earth. Used to go in the pub, drink 18 pints of stout, start a fight. And then top bloke. Salt of the earth. Top bloke. Top bloke. 
British wrestling. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you to those the good old days. Well, we hope you enjoyed the answer. <laughs> thank you, David Woodhouse. David Woodhouse from Sheffield, the only city to have two football teams that have lost eight 0 to Newcastle. Oh Way! my God! Hello. You lucky devil. Uh, classic. I like you. Oh, we love you, David. Thank you. Classic at cultaholic.com if you'd like to say hi next week. Um, before we get into this week's episode of SmackDown, which is the go home for No Way Out. 24 hours, three days. Yeah. Hey? <laughs> yeah. 24 hours, three days. There 70, you go. 72 hours, three days. Uh-oh. That's the one. Put 10 pence in the Tom. <laughs> That's the one. But we get into. But what's happening before that, Tom? There's the segue to help. That's the one. Uh, for that, uh, from the Wrestling Observer. What have the NWO done now? Uh, not just the NWO, but one Scott Hall. Oh, of course. It took almost no time for Scott Hall <laughs> to be in the WWF doghouse. <laughs> As noted last week, Hall, claiming to have kicked his now legendary alcohol and drug dependencies, showed up on the 11th of February in Las Vegas, where Regal was a showgirl, and made a complete spectacle of himself in public where he had to be dragged into his hotel room to keep from further problems, totally embarrassing management that had gone to bat for him. To make matters worse, the next day in LA, when Steve Austin was told by Vince McMahon and Jim Ross of the plans to work an Austin versus Hall match at WrestleMania 18... And to come up with ideas to build it, Austin's response was reportedly something to the effect of, why even waste my time? He's not going to be in the company by the time WrestleMania comes around, and we all know it. Austin was hardly the only wrestler to have those feelings, as several wrestlers came to management saying they didn't want to work with Hall. Hall gained even more heat on himself when he, Hogan and Nash, showed up to do some production work in Los, in Los Angeles. It was the first time Hogan and Nash had been around the current crew and were met with the expected skepticism. While Hogan and Nash, as everyone expected, went out of their way to be nice to everyone, the reaction to Hall was different. The big story was Hall going up to the Dudleys Here we go. and saying one of two things, as we've heard two different versions of it, essentially the same story. He said to Bubba, that's a great move you have in reference to the 3D. I can't wait to kick out of it. <laughs> there is a point that Hall was hardly the first WWF wrestler to have a problem, and it isn't as if problems among wrestlers is uncommon. It wasn't even wrestling in Las Vegas, and there is a sort of code among wrestlers that you can do what you want on your own time. Just show up in shape to perform when the company is on your t- when you're on company time because a messed up wrestler puts his opponent's body in jeopardy. However, Eddie Guerrero and Brian Lawler were also fired for things that didn't occur on the location of the show. So there is a bit of a difference here, according to the Wrestling Observer. Uh, hang on, I mean, Dave, Eddie Guerrero had a bit more than just being a bit wasted in Vegas going mm. against him at that point. I believe he crushing his bloody car. Yeah. Uh, I forget what Brian... Oh, Brian Lawler tried to um, smuggle drugs through... Was it over the border? Was it over... Yeah, to Canada, I believe. Mm. Quote me if I'm wrong. So there's, a, there's there's two different things going on there. It's not, oh, Scott Hall a bit tipsy in Las Vegas or whatever. I think because these guys have mm. come in and already like people are on the back foot with them anyway. Yeah. Meltz always tries to lump two things together and they go, look, these are exactly the same. He's like, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> look at this banana I've got. Yeah. It's an orange and a pear. It's a... It's a... It's a, it's a four-star <laughs> match. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, I can't do it. But yeah, this is uh, incredibly predictable because literally everyone said, yes, it's going to happen. And we went, no, no, no. And it was Jim Ross, I believe, who said it was the enemy will get away with stuff like this was due to poor management in WCW, which obviously had egg on his face. 
Now, uh, there's also a different standard that wrestlers who have been through rehab are to adhere to, as William Regal, for example, is regularly tested because of his past problems. So this is something that maybe okay, Scott should be doing. Uh, however, uh, it doesn't seem like this is happening behind the scenes. It feels like that they're just kind of just being left to come in and do what they want to do. According to one person within the WWF, Scott Hall had 10 times the heat Marcus Bagwell had in the dressing room at the time that he was fired. And they've only been there like 10 minutes. They've not even appeared on TV yet properly. Yeah. The bit with Austin is, is sad because it's like the only memorable thing he did on camera during this period was the amazing bump he took. But yeah, it's the... Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Like, wait, it's like match four or five on a WrestleMania card is Austin? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. This is where you could have got... Maybe should have had a two-night WrestleMania because you could have given Austin one of those main events as opposed to bungling him in the middle somewhere. Mm. Now, in LA, Scott Hall was told by Vincent Manor Jim Ross, this was not WCW. His behavior wouldn't be tolerated. Some believe he is exactly one incident away from being let go, even though there are major plans earmarked for him. His defense of having an addiction problem didn't go over well. But the only wrestler who spoke up for them in LA was Triple H. You'll be surprised to know. He told the crew in WWF that the three would go to Cincinnati to train to show they were really dedicated to earning their spot. Many were skeptical, and you know, no surprises why. It was largely a political move, they believed, to earn the trust and support of the crew. Scott Hall and Nash did actually show up in Cincinnati. They did actually train with the HWA crew and Sean Waltman, and they were there for the whole week leading up to the pay-per-view on Sunday. So they've actually, they're making, this seems like they're making an effort. However, Hulk Hogan didn't go. Hogan's not going to train in HWA, you, you bloody mark. HWA, yeah. Get that ring training back, brother. Um, I've had a look, so I put in WWE just to see when he was gone. He only had one WWE match because obviously his matches came when it was still WWF. Mm. So that just shows how long he lasted. Uh. Right, so... Here, here for a good time, not a long time, bless him. That's basically it. The dressing room in LA was said to have had a, was said to have hit an all-time low. I love that song. Comparisons being made to 1995 when company business hit rock bottom. I love that finishing move. The difference between now and then is that people are making good money. Hogan and Nash were said to have been fantastic politicians, according to several reports. But for obvious reasons, there's a lot of skepticism. Uh, the figure four adds, what is apparently the favorite backstage story on Hogan is this. In LA, when Hogan and Nash were schmoozing everyone, Hall <laughs> nearly had everyone revolting. Hogan's big <laughs> line to everyone, he was telling them, he was telling them how much he enjoyed their work. The basic belief was that few people believed it was believed it, but he was being nice. And then came the clincher. So let me so I'll paint the picture for you a little bit better than Figure Four has here. So Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, a backstage at LA, a good finisher, can't wait to kick out her bounce, bounce, bounce. Hogan is apparently going up to everybody going, Hey man, I love your work. I think you're great. Probably not seen many of them. Enter Charles Wright in his casual attire. To which Hogan goes, hey, Papa Shango, I really enjoy your work. Yay. You've been great lately. At which point the whole place went silent with the realization that he didn't know that Charles Wright was the Godfather, a character that he played for years. Everyone went, ah, Hogan's bullshit. But then also, uh, one, could, be, mm. one could argue that he just knows him as Papa Shango. Yeah, I was going to say, people still call, like, Jesse Ventura when he came back in 99, was like, ah, oh, Cactus, how are you doing? Exactly. Yeah, so one could on. argue that that is the case there. Yeah, some of these guys are, I mean, it's wrestlers, aren't they? Like, bands. Yeah. 
they're it's not it's, playing the blues. They've got yeah, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. They've all got nicknames for each other. I interviewed Father James Mitchell recently, and he told me about a conversation he had on the phone with Dusty. And every time Dusty Rhodes saw him, he always called him Devil. See, see, Devil, come to see us in Orlando. Devil, got some creative. Yeah, well, I haven't been the Devil in years, Dusty. <laughs> Set up, Devil. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's head. Uh, oh, actually, before we do, the current plan for after WrestleMania 20 and the split, which at this point is tentatively scheduled to go down right after Mania, is for Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash to stay on Raw. There was a point where they were going to have them float right. as the poison that travels, but they're going to keep them on <laughs> Raw, which is going to be a more star-driven show. SmackDown is going to be the work rate-orientated show, which is interesting because it's very rare when SmackDown doesn't actually deliver far more viewers than Raw. Now, this is kind of mm. what we end up getting, where Raw becomes where your big names are, and SmackDown becomes sort of like the Petri dish for the stars of tomorrow. And we get a lot of people who really find their voice and fine-tune what they do on SmackDown, and when their star becomes of such, they put them on Raw. Which is, I always liked that. SmackDown almost had, like, smacks of NXT in the early days of the, of the, of the brand split. Yeah. I yeah. guess it's a good way of saying, well, you know, you don't like this style of wrestling, go watch SmackDown. Go watch SmackDown. If you weren't, all right, we will. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> hey, meanwhile, in the, uh, in the UK... FWA's UK revival show takes place. Okay, which one's this? Um, this is the one that was that took place in London on the on the ninth of of the ninth. Wait, this was an FWA, February. was it? Those was the one that was on Bravo, right? This is the one on Bravo. Frontier Frontier FWA one. Well, this described as Frontier Wrestling's UK revival show. Mm, okay, so maybe they promoted it, but like right. it wasn't an official show right. of okay, theirs. Yeah, yeah. You might have seen it on Bravo. Blood, I think it was, spl- I think it was, spl- yeah, I think it was splitting hairs Bible. there. So how, how was it? More than a thousand fans turned up for an eight-man King of England tournament. One by that's how it used to be settled. Yeah, that was how we did it at 8-Man Tournament. There is a VHS at my house with this on. Yeah, I've got this as well. Uh, Jodie Fleisch wins the tournament, pinning Doug Williams and was awarded the trophy by Dynamite Kid. Holy shit. He put a cigarette down, put his good slippers on and went and gave a trophy to Jodie Fleisch. It was fishnet <laughs> jersey. What am I doing? Oh, thank you very much for this trophy. No, no, Dynamite, it's not for you. I love my matches with Tiger Mask. No, it's not for you. It's for, it's got to give it to Jodie. Oh, Jody. He's Jody. The implication that my kid would be saying anything other than hello and where's me check. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing uh, they got him for that. Kid wasn't advertised, though they had, yeah. uh, although they had said there would be a surprise presenter of the award, I guess just in case. Uh, yeah. There were hints that it would be Dynamite Kid, uh, and he came out, and he did indeed come out in a wheelchair, presented the award to Jody Fleisch. It was a lovely moment. Uh, now, the tournament also featured Eddie Guerrero. Yep who beat Scott Parker in the first round and then lost to Doug Williams in the semis. And Eddie looked great. It was really nice to Eddie Guerrero. We also saw Grandmaster Sexay uh, in a non-tournament match against Ulf Herman. Apparently oh, this was the... big German. Yeah, that's it, big German. I wonder whether we get Ulf Herman in the Hall of Fame in time for Bash in Berlin. Oh, please. Can we do that? Uh, the biggest stars got the best... They were the biggest stars of the show, apparently, and they got the best reaction from the crowd in London that night. Uh, the fly smashes with Johnny Storm and Doug Williams were highlights of the show in ring. Uh, you will not be surprised to hear that Jody Fleisch and Johnny Storm had excellent chemistry in 2002. Uh, a great technical match between Doug Williams and Eddie Guerrero was had. Uh, Alex, Shane and Scott Parker had a false count anywhere match, which was also said to have been very strong. I need to dig out the VHS of this and watch it again. Sadly, it is quite edited down, so I think... 
Yeah, you see the highlights and stuff like that, but it is, you know... It's an edited It's a highlights-only package, really. Just from WWA News. Of course we do. Uh, yay! Right, so they were meant to be doing shows in Vegas, and they were told, you need a, you need a wrestling license? And they've gone, shit, do we? And they've spent the week scrambling to get a license. Before the shows, beforehand, the venue would have allowed them to use their license. But, oh, no, no what ended up happening was the, the venue allowed them to use their license and it saved the show. Uh, they, uh, it was just a bit of a chew on. It also appears that plans have changed as it regards to further shows in America. Andrew McManus moved from Australia to open an office in L.A. Uh, and the plan was to run 30 to 5 U.S. dates a year. But as a result of realizing, shit, I need managers, licenses and all this. And this is expensive. We'll probably just go back to doing stuff overseas yeah. again. I love that he, he he moved it off, but he got an office in LA, sat there and went, ooh, the internet is on computers now. <laughs> like, right, what do I do? What's a la sansi? <laughs> it says I need a licente. That sounds weird though. It's like, oh, you need a wrestling license. Bloody hell, do we? Oh, we've got one. It's all right. <laughs> what? What kind of story is that? It's rubbish, isn't it? It was in there. Yeah, we've way. got one. So you don't. <laughs> What, do our two wrestling licenses combined to make a stronger, <laughs> more breedable wrestling license? Well, either way, WWA somehow lives on. Uh, Kevin Kelly was in with Jim Cornette, Les Thatcher, Al Snow, and Danny Davis evaluating Fucking talent. I can think of a more miserable bunch of people getting together. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you just pray for a quick death after that. <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about? They're evaluating talent for a WWE oh, tryout. So Five-star rings across the board. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was an invitation-only affair uh, that took place at the HWA Arena. It listed the Jim Ross in the Ross Report talks about it and oh. says Kevin Kelly, Jim Cornette, Les Thatcher, Al Snow, Danny Davis, as well as John Laurinaitis, David Finley, Arn Anderson, and Dean Malenko. Sweet Jesus. We're all on hand to, to talk. So, promos. Um... In terms oh. of who turned up to this trial, so Jim Ross lists Josh Wilcox, who's a former XFL player, uh, as part of the tryouts, invitation only. Uh, Renee Dupree. Okay. Jason Sugarman. Ring a bell? Nope. Race Steel. Race Steel. Race Steel. Steel. No, Race no, Steel. No, no idea. Um, maybe it was. A steel, but they written Race Steel. Do you remember that? Do you remember the one they got Dwayne? They, got, they called um, the Rock sort of. Wayne Johnson or something. Dwayne, so Mar- Dwayne Dibley. Dwayne Dibley. Kevin Furtick. Oh. Uh-huh. Future Mordecai. Travis Tomko. Hey. Mm-hmm. Matt Morgan. Oh, well. AJ Styles. I've heard of him. Lex Lovett. Eddie Craven. He's got, he was, he was going to Flair in the 80s. <laughs> Eddie Craven. What about him? Jorge Estrada. Don't call him that. That's a very nice. Sonny Siaki. Prostitute. <laughs> what they call him there. Sonny Siaki. Ugh. Matt Stryker, Kim Nelson, and Erin Bay. That is your your invitation only tryout for this week in 2002. <laughs> and they all quit the business the same day. <laughs> uh, the next WWF CD, we're nearly there, will be called Forcible Entry. Oh, no. Out next month. It's got a whole new crop of entrance Why music for talent. Stacey Keebler's got a brand new song, which is a remix of the ZZ Top classic, She's Got Legs. I thought it was a cover. It's a bit of a rework. It's a cover, but it's jazzed up by Kid Rock in it. It says remake in The Observer. Dave, I love Dave. He's just like the oldest man in the world. 
<laughs> New music for Taz and Rob Van Dam that has just debuted as well as soon to be released music for Jericho. Um, yeah. He'll use the, I believe, it's, it's a song King of the world, Seven Dust. I'm the king of my world. Oh, king of my world, James. I think it's that one. Or it might be a different, oh no, no it might be, a, uh, no, it's not. It's a cover of Break the Wall Down by Seven Dust. Which I think he uses. One. That was supposed to be a... I don't remember that. Wow, look forward to hearing that. Uh, Triple H, uh, the drowning pool version of Time to Play the Game. I like that at the time. I'm pretty sure if I listened to it now, I would uh, throw my phone out the window. Uh, Raven, this will be the end of everything that you love. What? By Seven Mud. I don't remember him having that. Stereo Mud, sorry. What was Raven doing in 02? <laughs> oh, cash the check, stealing money. <laughs> uh, music by the Hardys by Monster Magnet. What? No. Uh, a, tr- a track by Dope for Vincent Mann. This was the remix what? of Vincent. You know, hey, there's no chance, no chance in hell. Don't remember that. No, I don't remember ah! this. Some of this is like, I don't even know if you're just making stuff up. No. Dope did a cover. <laughs> these are... What? No. It's like a bad Mad Lib. Uh, a bad Lib. Finger 11 do Kane's music. Now you know that. Oh, the burn. wonder yeah, yeah, of yeah. the world is gone. It's just Finger Eleven, such a silly name for <laughs> a band. Rubbish, isn't it? Uh, Boy Hits Car, do Lita's music. <laughs> you know it? Just the name of the band, Boy Hits Car. There's apparently a song for Test on Forcible <laughs> Entry. <laughs> oh, there's name by, a new metal band. By Union Underground. Oh, okay. I don't remember this. I remember any of this. This is just silly. All right, I'm going to pull up Stained have a song for uh, uh, Devon Dudley. <laughs> Yeah, breaking points. One of a, I've got the list here. I'm going to go with this. Michael Cole's right. theme by Kitty. That's that'll be on the extra CD. So I'm going to sort the I'm going to sort the actual reporting from the actual thing here. So drown. <laughs> so the game by Drowning Pool is on there. Kid Rock does a cover of Legs. Yeah. Um, Cold Chamber do a new cover of Bad Street USA for <laughs> Michael Hayes. Uh, they stick uh, Glass Shatters by Disturbed on there. So Steve Austin's music from Disturbed. Oh, that them. makes sense. Uh, the Dead Man mix. Old. The Dead Man mix of Rolling from Limbiscuit is on there. Okay. Uh, whatever by Our Lady Peace. Uh-oh. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie's Never Gonna Stop. First heard on the Sinister Surge. Sinister Surge. Uh, Breaking Point, One of a Kind. One of a Kind. Rob Van Dam's oh, music. That's a real band. Uh, the Beautiful People. Ah, oh, that's uh, about six years old at this point. Now, what they've got confused here is they think that that this track is Test's new music, when really it's the new theme tune to Raw, as it will be. It's Union Underground across the nation. Oh, Move to the, the music, music, play the fucking music. Fucking brilliant. Seven Dust Virgin of Break. I always thought that was Godsmack, but again, it shows how... How copy-paste some of these bands were at this point. Oh, my God, they certainly were. Turn the Tables by Saliva. I don't remember. I think they may have... Oh, no, I'm thinking it does. Neurotica, Ride of Your Life, which they used for the soundtrack to King of the Ring. 2002. Fall into a carousel. You lost me at Neurotica. I just have a... No. Cypress Hill, just another victim. Okay, yeah, there we go. This is the Vince one. Vince having a thing by dope. I this. Hey, Brett. Okay, yeah. Oh, officiate this period of wrestling themes now. Oh. There was also another version. Which had like, which had a bit more of a rap 
style. Yeah, that was the Dorea Aggression CD. That's what I'm thinking of. There's, yes, there's, no, no chance, That's no chance one. in hell. Never gonna And of course, it. as was the style of the time, there's a Creed song on here called Young Grow Old, which was the soundtrack to Backlash 2002, as it will be. So far in a distant light, there's a fight between Grow and Mehan. See the light through the open door. Shoot and watch as the young grow older. I forgot my keys this morning, but I've remembered that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. I'm happy that you remember it. it I remember Dave Grohl showing up to a big festival, maybe headlining with a T-shirt that had a picture of Christ going like that with the fingers in his ears. It was a, even Jesus hates Creed. Oh. The backlash for Creed and their overplaying is, is strong. Bless them. They what, were the nickelback of their day. One more bit, and then off to you. Uh, we had the first WWF match in quite a while as a dark match for Leviathan, a.k.a. Dave Bautista. Oh, and Took- his theme was done by One Minute Silence. <laughs> well, it sounded like it's it. It's also what his matches got from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was on the Raw before the SmackDown this week. Immediately, the fans started chanting Goldberg at him. That's not fair. <laughs> Dave goes on to editorialize. In all seriousness, I hope they don't make him grow his hair out again like the last time that happened, being that he has a reverse Samson, Samson complex in that he loses his magical aura with hair. <laughs> I think Carrying Cross has the same uh, problem. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about that. I want to argue against Dave just because I like doing it, but y- y- mm, Dave's had the crow's nest look for a short time. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Dave? All right, you win this round. All right. Now go back to listen to your, your American Head Charge CD. <laughs> I'm just going to listen to new metal bands the rest of this podcast. Over to, over to Matthew Gregory's for this week's episode of that's right, for those still awake, we're here <laughs> with a lovely, lovely live satellite feed edition of Yay! this week's Smackdown. So we get, we do get to see the big, silly, haircutted Leviathan pinning Randy Orton with a spine buster. Wow! Randy will not stop moving around until Leviathan spine busters him. <laughs> Honestly, Randy Orton looks like Ricochet out here. Like, Wee! <laughs> go to the top, bro. Woo! Look what I can do. My dad's a cowboy. Spine buster. Shut up. Sit down. My back will be fine forever. <laughs> Picks him up. Whoa! <laughs> and this goes across the nation. <laughs> Across the yeah. They've got matches taped for Sunday Night Heat. Uh, WF European champion DDP pins Christian with Diamond Cutter at 6 minutes 10. DDP then leaves via the crowd because he needed a DDWee. <laughs> That's pretty piss poor, Matthew, from two weeks ago. Piss poor. But yep, not done anything, so I guess we'll allow it. WF Women's champion Jazz pinned Molly Holly with a Fisher Woman's Buster at 4 minutes 10. I'll put nothing here. Uh, let me read the words, nothing here. And then an in-ring promo. I'm not sure if this is shown on Sunday Night Heat or not. From America's Most Wanted host, John Walsh, who comes out to the theme from America's Most Wanted, to encourage fans to tune into Saturday's show, features the search of the killer of two WF wrestling fans and taping a promo to air on the show itself. He literally comes out and tells a crowd filled with families, we're looking for a guy out here who killed a father in front of his son and then tortured the son. Oh, Thank you. Good night. Enjoy the rest of the show. Tip that's, the waitress. That's me. That's me. Sorry. <laughs> this kills the girl's stone dead, and that's followed up with Rikishi pinning the big boss man after the bonsai drop. <laughs> Crowd hates big boss man, buddy. Presumably, they still remember when he was on America's Most Wanted. <laughs> 
Do you remember, that? Have you seen that thing? I think I showed you a while ago. When he was it? on America's Vote. Yes, they did an yeah, episode. Yeah, they showed, we're looking for a guy. And it was just, you know, big, baldy dude, but baldish, not bald. He dude with the big glasses that Big Boss Man had and loads of Dewey fans saw it. It's Big Boss Man, it's Big Boss it's Man. Big Boss Man. He didn't go to the show and goes, I appreciate people saying I'm out here beating up <laughs> Steve Austin Raw and then going across the country to rob a bang. <laughs> I'm quite enough as it is. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hilarious. This bunch has been fucking dick. Poor fucking Rikishi and Bosman. It's the equivalent of that Simpsons skit, isn't it? Because he's, this guy's come out and gone, right, some kid's dead. Who did it? Right, bye. Are you ready to laugh? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, are you ready to laugh? Oh, that poor kid. <laughs> Quiet, you awful, awful man. At the main event of So Night Heat, are you ready? Albert and Scotty Hottie defeated the Dudley Boys. Now, 7 minutes 14, when Albert pinned Bubba with a splash after Scotty hit the worm. We get a shot of, of Bubba's wrist after he shows the camera, and it looks a bit nasty. But, uh, not sure if he's properly injured or not. Probably more on that to come, or nothing at all. Uh, yeah, Lily all. sings the anthem, and yes, the dude recording this takes the time to lower the volume via the menu <laughs> again. It's the ultimate check. He's like, hang on. Hang on. Is this I like how on? he uses Lillian as a sound check. I <laughs> saw so that menu come up. It's Pavlovian at this point. Then Michael Cole arrives and smiles once at the camera, then tells the production people of the headset, see, I did it once. Watch the replay. <laughs> <laughs> then asks Jerry Lawler when he sits down, why are there M&Ms out here? <laughs> we don't hear his response. We get a replay of Monday night's Triple H and Steph show featuring the wedding renewals of Triple H and Steph with Triple H receiving a parcel with a video explaining Steph ain't preggers. So the pair reunite, or redo their vows, I should say, with the crowd, what, in the entire ceremony. And the crowd just waiting for Triple H to reveal that he knows the secret and calls Steph a no-good lying bitch right to her face. Destroys the set and then pedigrees Vince on the second time. Uh, when they're showing the replay of this, the live crowd, Lola can be heard laughing as Triple H pushes Steph over. <laughs> Which brings us to SmackDown at Little Rock AR. Can I add a little bit before we go into... A little bit for Little Rock, go ahead. A little bit bit from the the Raw wedding vow renewal. Of course you can, what a segment. Uh, They sang, they had had the singing, they had a a duet singing together from Savage and Elizabeth's wedding. Together, our love will last forever. Ah, this was P.O.D. and... uh... Yeah! Alien Ant Farm. You know what? It, it complete, can, I, can I keep this moment of the entire podcast? In, That's why in complete contrast to Forcible Entry, it was actually the original singing duet that sang for Randy and Elizabeth. Oh. They brought them in. Wow. It was the original That's ones. It's a nice little reference. Singing that again. That lovely. Like, like 11 years on from singing for the match made. And they were still together. It's proof. And their love lasted forever. Oh. And also, I put here, Triple H is fuming. Imagine deceiving somebody to get them to marry you. We're at Little Rock. That was a very popular TV show a few years ago. Uh, Vince and Steph head out. This is the lovely couple themselves. As Lawler is aghast at the selfish Triple H's actions to Steph. Hmm? Vince comes down arm in arm with the daughter and says that anyone who thought he would abandon his daughter in a time of need was wrong. Anyone can count on Vince when the chips are down. (laughs) He stands proudly by daddy's little girl. Sure, she lied, but everyone else does every day. This crowd's full of lies. <laughs> One of them's a murderer. <laughs> and the torture of children. <laughs> and that man's name is the Big Boss Man. <laughs> Get him! 
Kelly, not again. <laughs> Exit stage right. <laughs> Like Adam Rogers was one that's like, okay, the suspect is black, but seven foot ten. Big boss man! It's big boss man! <laughs> As he's talking, someone in this crowd is a murderer. They zoom in on <laughs> slowly on this one guy in the crowd. He's just there sweating. He's holding a knife. <laughs> and then the guy behind him goes, alright, it was me. game of fucking murder in the dark all right, all right. one of you did it I'm going to interrogate you all I'll turn the lights off and when I turn them back on I want the tortured child in the oh, ring god damn <laughs> and we'll say no more about it that sounds so, alright alright I admit it it was big boss man <laughs> There's no chocolate dogs where you're going, Ray. <laughs> Big boss man, you'll be accused of 84 separate counts of murder. <laughs> this week alone. <laughs> if in doubt, Big Boss Man did oh. it. Triple H uh, humiliated Vincent Steph. He struck Vince down. Then he committed a sin for which there is no repentance. He struck down Steph. Crow chants, asshole. Lola says, wow, why are they chanting for former President Bill Clinton? Fucking <laughs> topical. A bit forced, that. Uh, he's going to pay eternally. Eternally. Does that work? He's going to pay eternally. Yeah. Pay Just like he's eternity. going to pay this Sunday. Oof, that's a horrible segue, mate. He's going to lose his triple his, sorry, his WrestleMania spot to Angle. There is no way out for Triple H. <laughs> Lola insists Stephanie should sue him for everything he's got. And I put, hey, watch out, Lola. The cat might be listening. <laughs> those who don't know, this is the cat who used to be with Lola, not his actual whatever. <laughs> if his cat's listening, he's just going to... He started cat. chasing a ball of fluff around Apparently the room. cats can do lawsuits now. <laughs> don't, don't give Fallon any ideas. Come on, George, take pittance on me. I've been accused of 93 murders and a cat's trying to sue me, Fallon <laughs> Shut up, boss man. Alamyowney. No. <laughs> Steph gets on the mic and says, cut Tom's off. <laughs> Don't blame her. She says a perfect plan was again destroyed by Linda, but Steph <laughs> will deal with her later tonight. Tonight she'll focus on Triple H. She did lie, but he made her do it. He didn't show her enough respect. He also made a look at all the photos of his nice and happy family. She then ripped them up. All the photos of his first championship belt, his first match, all the tapes of his matches. Yeah, she ripped them up. That's hard. <laughs> she burned all his baby books just like he burned her on Raw. What are these segues this week? She'll destroy him just like he destroyed us. What is this? Stop doing this. He's going to murder her like that one guy in the crowd <laughs> murdered that bloke. <sighs> she vows to make his life a living hell. And uh, Vince says that hell begins tonight, which is a song on forcible entry. <laughs> by the band. Oh, what's left? Dirt twat. H-Blocks. H-Blocks. Kurt Angle and The Undertaker are going to take on Maven and Triple H tonight. Lola says that's a fair match. After all, Triple H is in the hardcore champion. Hey, and he says, Cole, did he win tough enough too? No, he didn't. <laughs> 
Panova Maven's strong with that. Uh, also, before the night is over, Steph is going to be uh, giving Triple H a VD surprise. <laughs> you can get some cream for that. <laughs> what do you think of this opening segment? Um, I thought, you know what? It was, it, I think it she's, she's mental, uh, is Stephanie Mann, as, the, as an absolute bitch of a, a scorned woman. Why are, as, like, Vince and Steph walk down to the ring, and, the, and, and uh, Kevin Dunn cuts to a guy in the crowd running up a sign saying, Why? <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know why. You just watched the pl- platoon. Um, the WrestleMania X8. <laughs> fucking platoon. Why, my son must. Um... <laughs> oh, gosh, please, can we start talking about murdered kids for no. one, one week? For is one, all I asked Tom. For one week, can we not talk about them? Um, the WrestleMania X8 main event really should be Triple H versus Stephanie McMahon. Like, it, it yeah. honestly feels like that's where it should go. It won't be, but that's where it goes. Having said that, I do quite like Scorn Steph. As a character, I think that she's vindictive and nasty, and I think she plays into that look really well. I liked just, to, and it reminded me, and I didn't mention it in the opening, uh, the recap of Raw where the wedding went wrong, and the last shot you see is Steph screaming, but they've dubbed over a yes. T-Rex, yes, <laughs> which I think they should have had as Steph do for the remainder and just done it live. That's have the new theme by Union Underground. I'm a gimmick. <laughs> Across the nation. That's the one. Tess comes into Booker's locker room. He's worried about Booker's big match tonight against Spike Dudley. They laugh. Oh, that's mean. Tess oh. says that they have a chance to become the three-time tag team champions. Uh, Booker says he'll destroy Spike tonight, and Tess can dig that so he can go back and play Xbox. And WF Raw is the big game this week for Xbox. <laughs> oh, my God. It is God. based on the TV series, the same name. Oh, isn't that nice? It was also the first WF game released on Xbox. Uh, the game received mixed or average reviews on both platforms, scored new Metacritic. In Japan, Famitsu gave the Xbox version an unfavorably low score of 10 out of 40. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Even Famitsu's like, go fuck yourself, Xbox. My, my one memory of WWF Raw is, for some reason, everybody walked like they had a rod up their ass. <laughs> you watch any of the entrances, and they just look so <laughs> uncomfortable. It was a game made by... And also, they wrestled like they were fucking on ice. Like, they were just like... They were quite slippy as they were wrestling. It was a wrestling game what, made... and Dean Malenko? Torn Quad and Dean Malenko. Torn Quad. Um, it was... It was... <laughs> It was a wrestling game that seemingly was made by people who hated wrestling. <laughs> it was rubbish. It was really bad. I really wanted it to be good because I wanted to play it on the PC and mod it, but I just couldn't be asked to play it. I really, I, I figured out how to mod it, but it was just a shit game and I didn't care. Fair enough. Never Sorry, got on the plane. I knew the graphics were nice. Rubbish. Because I read the Games Master review of it at the time. <laughs> uh, Steve Austin is on Mad TV this week. Ooh, that's nice. I hope he impersonates Will Sasso. Uh, do you want to know what he did on Mad TV? What did he do on Mad TV? He sang a song about his feelings uh, and then sang Can't Touch This by MC Hammer on the guitar until Ooh. actual MC Hammer came out and they did the hammer dance together. That was an actual thing that Ooh. happened. Uh, uh, the Austin family were on Family Feud against the Mike Tyson family. And Mike Tyson... No. Mike Tyson's Wait, that's whole... a funnier joke than anything that happened on... Oh, is that on... Family Feud. That was on Mad TV. 
Oh, oh, fuck. You said no, no, on... no, no. It was a skit. It was a skit oh. on Mad TV. Oh, oh a skit on I was going to say, TV. I thought that... Oh, all right, I thought that really No, happened. no, no. So, <laughs> no. Wait, 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 like, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. It was a guy oh, from Mad no. TV going, and Louis Anderson, and there's his family feud. And then the Mike Tyson, the whole gag of Mike Tyson is he, he bit a man's ear. And my God, if that is the a one-note gag that they hit for about seven minutes. Why? With Mad TV, Saturday Night Live, why are there like one-joke sketches? Like, 13 minutes long. The the bit in The Simpsons where Krusty goes, hey, instead of mad about you, it's mad about you. And, you know, it's like no response whatsoever. And it's like, that was a that was making fun of that. Right. Making that, fun of that, that one tradition that sounded live. And I guess Matt TV would do like, hey, it's a really weak premise that goes on for 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've made a lot of my career off it's a me, really the... weak premise that I just drag out for as long as possible. It's me, the big ear family. Is that the one they did as well? <laughs> Proper. Well, but I claim like my ears, giant bud. Huh? Do you get uh... it? Because they're big fucking ears. Yeah, we hate jokes that go on for ages. Yeah, we fucking How's that hate dead them. kid doing? <laughs> He's still dead. Oh, it's been a go on too long. We get adverts for Enterprise, and I've typed here, boo. <laughs> <laughs> so I can register my disdain for a show decades later. Matthew, don't say that just because you didn't. No, I tried watching it. Even as a kid, I went, this is wank, this. Special Unit 2 is also on UPN. My dad loved that, even though it was wank. What is Special Unit 2? Oh, it was just like Men in Black, but with like a. Nate, what a quote! I can't even do the bully sum. Not much of the budget. <laughs> this is oh, we have to investigate the crazy goings on with oh, whatever. My dad liked it. It was that really that type of humor. Like dads fucking love this, and kids love it. Easy watching. People who are like cynical like me are like, I'm alright with this. Also, the Fifth Element is on TV this Friday. Wow, I've not seen that in ages. I've put down there because I felt like sharing that. <laughs> hey, by gum, I haven't seen t- Fifth Element in forever. <laughs> we get a special Valentine's Day advertisement for the Godfather's escort service. There's there's a two-for-one sale, and Lola is worried that the Godfather's already... He's already having a sale. I hope it's not earned for money. <laughs> I love what it is. The America's Most Wanted guy just casually walks past the escort dude. <laughs> Never mind human trafficking <clears throat> or offer a murderer. <laughs> Jerry Lawler says, I'm worried about the Godfather's escort business having a two for one sale. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, the Godfather's booked far too big arenas. And obviously, American <laughs> interest has waned somewhat. <laughs> so they've just got to fill them up now. <laughs> Apparently, they're going to send Paul White to OVW to drum up some of the Godfather's escort business because, you know. Yeah, look. Paul White going to a smaller promotion to say, please come to the big promotion is absolutely the right way round. Yeah, because it's most expensive escort. Didn't really get on with the other <laughs> escorts, you see. He was talking about a buy three, thing where get she was... one free multi-night yeah. special. She was there eating lots of Percocet and just <laughs> insulting people. <laughs> and then... Uh, Hopefully, hopefully, Godfather will run smaller escort service venues. Yeah, I was going to say yes. There, there but we go. Unfortunately, he can't at the moment because they because so confident were they in their abilities that they pretty much booked every arena they need until 2025. And if they pull out of any of the venues and the arenas, then Godfather's escort service will have to pay a massive fine and a fee on top. So they just have to. So basically, Godfather just has to grin and bear it until probably late next year. So. Yay! And if so you're... will the women. <laughs> a lot of echoes. <sighs> I think we're done with that bit. Let's move Thank on. Thank you. Spike Dudley versus Booker T. Taz ain't here because he's busy with Tough Enough 2. Digress harder. 
that he'll be ready for the tag title match at No Way Out. <laughs> He's got that big match in five days' time with five days' build. Lola says Test has taken pills bigger than Spike. <laughs> No. Yeah, we oh, can no. tell. We oh, we no. we believe every word you say, mate. Oh no! He's taking them across the nation. <laughs> Booker is so confident he sends Tess back to the locker room and he plays around with Spike for a bit. Also, apparently, The Rock suffered a level concussion last week after Tombstone in the car, but will be just dandy for tonight. Ah, 2002. Spike gets thrown outside as Lola says, "Yeah, he's got a big heart, but this isn't a cardiolic exam. Cardiolic exam. Oh, we knew what he meant. Yeah." A Booker keeps landing scissor kicks and picking Spike up at two, but a superplex lands with Spike converting it into a pin to pin SummerSlam headliner Booker T at three minutes 11. Lola can't believe it. Match was designed to make Spike look vaguely credible in this nothing tag title match coming up. Pretty what do you much. Think? Uh, I think exactly what you said there. I thought it was fine. I think that I like the Spike and Taz team. I like the big lads underestimating them. It's very basic wrestling 101. It'll tell a nice story. We'll have the match on Sunday. Lovely. Jericho runs into Ric Flair in the hall. Flair needs to see him in his office right now. Jericho needs to meet, sorry, wants to meet him in his office. Flair says he's the co-owner. Still meet in the office. Yeah, great. Brilliant banter here. I can't, I say, did I write that down that badly? But apparently, yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's pretty much what happened. Oh, is that bad writing? Or is that really, oh, that's really what happened. Fair enough then. I just abbreviated (laughs) it to Ric Flair wants a meeting with Chris Jericho. I no, I want to meet you in the office. No, I'll meet you in my office. Go, come over here and say that. Now go over there and say yeah. that. Ric Flair on Dynamite this week, no. which we just saw. If, if only. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is he Ric Flair on Dynamite? I sure hope so. <laughs> uh, That's all, folks. Kaboom. <laughs> 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 Lands in the hard cam section, no one sees him. Flares, flares, it was. <laughs> I killed that dad. <laughs> it was me, Austin. Um, yeah, so Flair was uh, Sting's present from Tony Khan. So I guess Sting can do what he wants with Happy him now. Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. Sting. Well, <laughs> won't lie, I was hoping it'd be Robocop. But I'll take Flair. That's fine. And then Ric Flair proceeds to say, hey, look, I love that you're on this journey, Sting, to to next year. I want to get on the wagon with you. Which, to me, feels like you're having a birthday party. And then someone turns up and goes, hey, it's my birthday today as well. This is now our birthday party. I'm like, fuck off. It's my retirement. You had your retirement thing, Flair. Fuck. Hey, we'll both retire. (laughs) So it's money for both dances. Where's my retirement (laughs) shot? You had your retirement (laughs) shot. You call that a retirement show? Yes, it was called Ric Flair's Last Match. It was a whole show. It cost Conrad a fortune. He throws a Thank ba- God he saved money with co- SaveWithConrad.com and, he, and he's renegotiating his mortgage. He throws a bin full of debt at Tony Khan and kills him. <laughs> many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We get more overproduced NWO clips this week. WWE still not getting it. They did play some others. It's the same one as last week, where some of them look like, oh, that looks like NWO from back in the day, and this one looks like WWE has made an NWO Oh, no, they're not getting it. No, they're not. Creed, My Sacrifice video airs for Austin, with Cole briefly singing along along with it. Cole says, last time they aired one of these, the fans started running for the exits. Oh, what? (laughs) You philistine, Michael Cole. Slightly overplayed, even at this point. Uh, Ric Flair shows Jericho what he did to Austin on Raw, which is, wait, no way. It's, it's, it's Jericho getting heat on Austin. What? Without Austin getting up and attacking Jericho. This is clearly a deep fake. This couldn't have happened on TV. Don't worry, we'll fix it this week. Flair is going to give Jericho the chance to leave the arena now so Austin doesn't rip him apart. Flair wants the title match at NWO to be intact. Jericho says, I'm not afraid of Austin. Austin is afraid of me, which is why he hasn't arrived yet. He said, he said, uh, he saw, there we go, Rick on Raw in the ring with Undertaker. He was afraid. Flair isn't half the champion. Jericho is. The champ isn't going anywhere. Wait, he's complaining he can't leave Little Rock, says Lola. Uh. Jericho changes his mind and goes to leave, but Flair stops him. Flair says he's changed his mind. <laughs> Jericho will face that's got to be Kane tonight. Yay! But he'll be a sitting duck for Austin. No, Flair says he'll be larger than life, living legend, undisputed champion, sitting duck. <laughs> Jericho changing his name to Y2 Duck would have zero effect on his current status right now. <laughs> we do it in amongst this, start the tease for Flair versus Undertaker. Oh, goody. Yeah. <laughs> I quite liked it. You know what? I think the match ended up being better than expected. About Far the time. better I'm than like, expected. I don't care about this. Mm, yeah. I, I care about Flair Undertaker as much as I care about Flair Sting in 2023. <laughs> Billy comes in and talks to Chuck. They exchange Valentine's gifts. They both have the same gold wrapping. Billy says he cares about Chuck. As a tag team partner, they hug. I hate these subtle backstage bits. <laughs> the acolytes are watching, and they're disgusted by the displays of human tenderness. They didn't get each other anything for Valentine's Day because they're men. Yes. I was say, uh, <laughs> Fruit says, damn. I guess that's a no. Brad wishes he could just be as secure as Billy and Chuck. I kind of wish... <laughs> I kind of wish they both turned up with flowers for the petrol station for each other. That's the sort of gift the APA would have got. I got you some dick pills. <laughs> Flowers at the petrol station, some dick pills, and a small bag of Maltesers. I was thinking about you, and I bought you some dick pills. <laughs> you know who loves them? Crunchy, crunchy. Yes, dick says pills. Cole. You can buy NWO on pay per view via online streaming. God only knows what that looked and sound like an old two. God, it would have been like watching on a potato. Mm. <laughs> yum, yum. It's the future, baby. I saw this potato playing NWO 2002, and I thought of you. Happy Valentine's Day, Farouk. <laughs> uh, Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo then take on the Acolytes. Uh, the APA come out first. The not-so-ambiguously-gay duo come out next. 
to some new poptastic music. Yay! It's the debut of You Look So Good to Me. Lola likes it, and Cole says, you would. <laughs> All right, man, Jesus. Just nothing but security around here. Uh, they feed each of the chocolates from their gifts. King guards the chocolates at your own table. <laughs> no, they're mine. Yay, Pierre ambush them while they take off their robes. Double shoulder block in the ring to Chuck. Bradshaw knocks Billy off the apron with a big boot. You know, because he pretends he's big. <laughs> Chuck goes for a crossbody, but Bradshaw catches him and hits the sack of shit. Tag to Billy. Shoulder block and elbow drop by Bradshaw. One, two, kick out. Tag to Farouk. Back elbow by big old Farouk. Chuck hits Farouk from his corner. God, there's a lot of play-by-play in this. Jesus. Bradshaw comes mm. over and nails Chuck. Uh, Chuck sends Bradshaw into the steps. Spine bust to Billy. Farouk looks over. And Chuck hits him with the chocolates. With a weight in them. Oh! Billy covers for the one, two, three. There's weight in those chocolates. Yeah, yeah in your ass if you eat them. <laughs> a moment on your lips. Lola, Lifetime on your lips. Lola defends it by saying some of those nougats can get hard after a while. <laughs> I thought it was a good save. Hey, hey, you know what it was like? Nugget gets hard, you get hit by them. Ooh. What do you think of this, this shocking display of masculinity? Moment on the lips, lifetime on the hips. Unless you're lactose intolerant, in which case, moment on the lips, you're shitting for an hour. Uh, I, I, I thought it was confirm. fine. I also can confirm. Let's go in my tombstone. <laughs> you don't want to look what's on my tombstone. Uh, Please don't drink milk on my grave. <laughs> I told you. The dead was. can shit. I told you it was milk. Uh, <laughs> I told you it was cows. Um, I thought, yeah, nice way to get Billy and Chuck over. I liked the finish, the dodgy chocolate box finish. I like how Chuck had his hand right. in the chocolate box there. Yeah, it was good. A, nice little metaphor and allegory. Hackerschmidt beat Gotch, right? Hackerschmidt beat Gotch in the same way. I thought it was fine. We're getting Billy and Chuck over as a, as, yeah. a, as, a, as, a, as a kind of Healy-facey tag team. Yeah. Mainly Healy. Yes, I agree. Uh, Austin enters the arena, and then there's an there's NWO video, but then it transitions into the Xbox of the week, which I put Jericho somehow attacking Austin and then dunking a load of beer over him. Xbox, unlike Austin and Raw, is not selling in Japan. <laughs> Austin comes down the ring to the biggest pop of the night. Austin contemplates for a moment as the commentators get anxious. Austin says he came out the ring, stunned a lot of people, flicked a lot of people off, drank a lot of beer, and raised a lot of hell. Tonight, Austin's going to talk about something he's never talked about. He's got to admit something he never thought he'd do. That one. I, I know. Murdered. I didn't even need to say it. <laughs> At this point, no. John Walsh of America's most wanted stands up, all right? His name is Doug Olsey of Austin, and he's a drug addict. Uh oh. His drug of choice. The the knife in the crowd of these who not earlier just goes, I think Austin did it! <laughs> I, he leaves a pause there. He goes, killed a man! Uh, you heard him! What? I was like, what was that heckle? <laughs> Is this show that in court? That's you! It's definitely you, I was you, just man. like, my lips aren't moving. That's not even my voice. <laughs> and I was like, jury, is that him? And I was like, yeah, it's him. <laughs> His drug of choice happens to be the WF Championship. He has to have that championship. And also, murder kids. <laughs> he will do anything... To- himself and Jericho to get those belts this Sunday Sunday bloody Sunday no Austin that's not the name of it Jericho has no way out yeah that's it well done Steve this Sunday when the ref counts one two three Austin will be the champ Austin will be getting his fix on championship gold he's gonna hit that stunner 
And he's going to put some stink on it. No, don't do that, Austin. That'll be rude. He's going to put the WF champ. So he could become the champ, I should say. And that's bottom line, because don't call blah, blah, blah. The new theme. Banana. Yeah, the new theme by Raging Speedhorn, please. Steve Austin out. I thought this was a great promo. My name is Steve Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I'm a drug addict, uh, is how I recall it. Uh, it was, I thought it was great. I like the I like the way Austin carried the the, the crowd through, mm. in and, and gave us a unique way of building to this match on Sunday rather than kick his ass, good title, kick his ass. It's Austin going. Do you Actually, think I fucking need to be champ? Putting the overanalysis hat on, getting dog melted to overanalyze things. Do you think? that there's a combination of events happening with people named Scott Hall backstage for somehow Steve Austin oh. comes out and says this. Oh, am I looking too much into this? I mean, oh, it could be a, it could be a good idea that was also a way of... Air, and Austin was not one to be backwards about coming forwards at this point. He's already backstage mm. going, what's the point of me doing anything with Scott Hall because he's going to be gone by Mania and I'm going to be fucked... So like he's, I wouldn't be shocked if kind of that is a little way of venting his mm. spleen somewhat. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, tough enough two commercial with Al Snow hitting a podium winner with a trash can gets a big pop for the live crowd. Yeah. Al's yeah. over. Love you wouldn't Al. know it watching SmackDown. Uh, WF IC champion William Regal pins. Oh, Matthew, don't put that down. Uh, William Regal wrestles Val Venus. Who knows what happens? <laughs> a non-title match. And Cole says, what better way to celebrate V-Day than with Val Venus? <laughs> As put, huh? Val talks to women and Lola warns him, it's hog country. There's so many meanings there, I can't even. Tonight, Val will make a lucky lady's dream come true. Uh, he picks one lucky girl and says, come to daddy. Normally... Val would have her remove his towel, but since it's Valentine's Day, it's appropriate for him to remove his own towel, but he has a present for her. He has a heart on under his towel. He takes it off, revealing a big heart on his crotch. He gives it to her. <laughs> since he took something off and gave it to her, she should take something off and give it to him. She takes off her black button-down shirt to reveal a red bra and gives him the shirt. He gives her a big kiss all the way down to the floor. He gives her back her shirt to ruin it for the rest of us. This was like watching a carry-on film with your family at Christmas and feeling very uncomfortable as your dad says, ah, they don't make them like this anymore, do they? <laughs> and that laugh happens. That's the James laugh that I yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I couldn't have been less titillated <laughs> if my grandma was doing this with Val Venus. I put here, Val Venus, snogging plants like that bloke from the garden centre that got sacked. <laughs> <laughs> William Regal comes down the ring and is patted down. I don't know why I, I put I, this. I, I don't, yeah, why? Because there's lots of dangerous wrestlers about. <laughs> I don't know why I put this, right? Regal's obviously Please. a dangerous wrestler. I put, Regal should now come out and offer a woman a cheese toasty. <laughs> I don't know why I put that. I guess like Val's gone like, hey ladies, who wants a kiss? And then Regal goes, I'm looking for a woman to have this cheese pasty, this cheese toasty with me. I don't know. I was tired when I wrote I it. I want Regal to be doing the Val Venus thing. <laughs> but be doing Hello, it. Hello ladies. But doing it with only British innuendo that we won't, like, Americans won't get, but we will, like, oh, I'm looking for a lovely lady tonight near burnt out fireplaces for me, like, <laughs> who's up for it? How's your father? Yeah, like, 
I'm going to ride you like a frog in a bike pump, love. <laughs> I'll get it where you like the sauce in that. I'll fill your wizard sleeve. <laughs> Regal comes down the ring as patted down for being a pest. Clothesline by Val, box suplex. Basically, very, very quickly, Val goes up top, but Regal shoves the ref into the ropes, knocking Val down. Regal grabs the brass knucks and hits Val for the one, two, three. Yeah. Less than a minute. I've heard that can affect some people at that age. Uh, match <laughs> was designed for Cole to explain the concept of the Nux in a pole match at NWO and for Val to make people feel uncomfortable. All missions accomplished. <laughs> there we go. I can't do that the entire time. It kills my throat. After the match, Coach talks to Regal about his brass knocks in a pole match of Edge at No Way Out. Regal punches Coach. Hey! Edge comes out and spears Regal. Edge beats on Regal until he's dragged away by referees. Bloody hell, all right, mate. Hmm? Uh, Jericho walks in the room and sees a six-pack on the table. He hears a can open behind him and Stone Cold standing right there because he's Jason Vorbeers all of a sudden. <laughs> Jason Vorbeers. <laughs> That's crap, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's a slow burner. It's a slow burner, but I don't hate it. Jason Vorbeers. <laughs> Not ping pong balls. <laughs> ping pong balls. It doesn't even work. <laughs> Austin tells him to pick up a beer. Jericho says, what do you, what do you say your name was again? <laughs> Austin says, oh, you're doing, the, you're doing the thing. Oh, that's good. Oh, I didn't know you knew that. Yeah. That's him opening the, it's opening the can. Yes. Adrenaline rush, adrenaline rush. Austin says he didn't have a problem picking up on Raw. Austin tells him to open it because he wants to toast. To which Regal says, I bought the cheese toasty for the woman. Does <laughs> <laughs> someone say toasty? He comes in in full drag with the lizards coming up his tits. <laughs> He's just got lizards all over his butt. Don't, don't mind me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> They're everywhere. I'm on the wrong way. Side of the road again. Oh. <laughs> Austin uh, asks if Jericho... Oh, well, a sticky situation for me. I would hate to make Jericho look foolish. This... Oh, never mind. Who cares? <laughs> Lizard lands on his knob. He's too busy fleeing. <laughs> too busy fleeing with Larry Zabisco at this point. <laughs> Austin asks if Jericho's ready for Sunday. Jericho asks if Austin's ready for Sunday. Austin toasts to the champ and knocks the beer out of his hand. Austin says Jericho and his titles are his. Anytime. Say it with me. Jericho's a bitch. bitch. He looks such a <laughs> bitch. I wrote... I guess that's just got to be the gag now. Jericho's just a bitch. Yeah. It's like, it's that reboot. My name, Jericho. My format, bitch. bitch. My purpose, to lose at <laughs> WrestleMania. It's weird, on Dynamite, when Jericho reflected on like his previous persona and his past versions, he reflected on the bitch year. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he thinks about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pair of the commentators practice their UPN ad read for Fifth Element, where they say Chris Tucker dresses like Lawler. And <laughs> they go through it, and then they go, wow, I love that someone has paid to write this. Tony <laughs> <laughs> Chittle shills Austin bandanas to the crowd and call us Lawler. <laughs> when did Austin ever wear a bandana? <laughs> Who wants a stoner <laughs> cold Steve Austin a uh, bandana? Women's uh, gravy uh, <laughs> bandana. <laughs> murdered uh, father uh, Goldus versus Dejiri is next Cole announces the Hardys are back and they're in tag team turmoil at NWO Jesus 2002 hated tag teams didn't he <laughs> we had Val Venus harassing a woman for 10 minutes but we get one announcement via the commentary the Hardys are back 
Goldus comes out first, and he has a heart on for RVD. This week feud is brought to you by Stacker 2, Bothbuster, and Taco Bell. Taco Bell will make you shit, but at least there's no nonsense unlike Subway. <laughs> that famous catchphrase of theirs. Yeah, that's all it says. Like, well, there's no nonsense. Like, yeah, fair enough. There's no nonsense at all, tacos. This is 2002, so like, who are you referring to, sir? Are you familiar with the libel laws? <laughs> Dejiri and Tori come out next. Arm drags exchanged by the two. Kicked by Dejiri. Kicked to the ass. By I put Tajiri kicks gold up at the arse like he was Bishop Brennan. <laughs> that's that's, that's all mainly my notes for this one. Bishop Brennan, Tajiri, lovely bunch of lads. Uh, <laughs> Tajiri misses a moonsault from the top rope. Tori distracts Goldust, then slaps him in front of the ref. Kick by Tajiri. One, two, kick out. Curtain call by Goldust. Uh... Well, they call it the curtain call. I yeah. thought that was the elevated reverse DDT, like what Devon would do. It is. This is kind of like curtain call 2.0. There's some Thank ambiguity you. ambiguity about the curtain call because historically it was a lifting reverse DDT. Right. But around this point, it becomes this slow stalling neck break and right. they still call it the curtain call. Um, they can't remember. They can't remember, but we can. Pepperidge Farm remembers. We remember. Goldust moved around so stiffly, I thought I was watching someone play WF Warzone the N64. <laughs> After the match, Goldus goes to grab Tori, but RVD comes out and hits an enziguri to save Tori, I guess. Five-star frog splash to Goldust. Nice of RVD to protect Tori, but I have zero idea why these two are beefing when there's zero chance of anything watchable. Lola says, Frank, my dear, I don't give a Van Damme. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, the, the Goldust-Van Damme feud's a weird one. I guess it's giving Van Damme somebody new to work with in between now and Mania. Oh boy, Goldust. I've yeah. been waiting for that feud for ages. I don't know whether they want to put him with like a WWF veteran that can, I don't know. Stink up the place more, the place RVD. Up. That's what we need. Yeah, let, less exciting matches, please. We get a segment I don't believe is on the network version with Flair talking on his phone. Then the Dudleys and Christian interrupt and are upset at the tag division sucking in 2002. Hey, they're right. And Flair says, you want turmoil? Then you got it at NWO. We Did, do get it, but we get it? it. We get it before Goldust and Tajiri. I was thinking, wait, yeah, hang on. He mm. announced on the thing, so I think they have swapped things around on the uh, little edit machine there. Yeah. Jericho gets ready to come to the ring and sees Austin drinking a beer in the hall. Oh no! Help me! Help me! I've typed it. <laughs> then after more NWO, there's something even worse that threatens to destroy the lifeline of the company. That's right, WF New York, which <laughs> <laughs> should be showing the pay per view. What else are they gonna be doing? They'll, then, be, they'll be fucking building a moat around it so no one can come in. <laughs> Me and WWF <laughs> New York. <laughs> Bunch of chefs and waiters. Austin being slammed by a lasagna. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's selling it. Ah, oh, it's hot. Fucking hot dog just dripping everywhere, choke slamming everybody. I'm leaving you Triple H as Steph for the Mater D. <laughs> Triple H versus Mater D. It writes itself. He hits him with a chair and goes, I told you to wait before I be seated. <laughs> I don't know why I laugh so hard at that. Being accompanied to the ring by his sous chef. Sous chef. This won't be all... There will be no starters. It's you and me in the main event. <laughs> main course. Main course. Uh, the main take your pick. course. Would the, would the main event be the main course or the pudding? 
Oh, and man. the pudding of the night. Oh, the pudding's Tony Chimmel throwing out unsold Austin <laughs> bandanas to the crowd. Tony the pudding. Thank you uh, for coming. Uh, <laughs> pudding. Uh. Drive home uh, safely. Uh. <laughs> Chris Yoga versus Kane comes up to bring a bit of normal seat to the podcast. With a run in by some fucking couscous. <laughs> oh no, it's that Jimmy Hart salad I've heard so much about. <laughs> Not the Jimmy Hart's pasta. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, yeah, that's the one. That's why it's called Jimmy Hart's pasta because Jimmy Hart's managing him. <laughs> I'm going to manage your pasta to win the dirt title. Oh, baby. <laughs> Carbohydrate carnage next week. It's Jimmy Hart's pasta versus the fucking lasagna. <laughs> Fuck me. Here comes the, here comes the pasta. Oh, you take me higher. <laughs> that's right, the pasta's new song available on Forcible Entry. <laughs> Here comes the very bird steak. <laughs> saliva playing the song live at WrestleMania with the. the of course, Saliva have done it! <laughs> saliva fucking hungry! Hailing from Paris, <laughs> so it could be the pasta of Paris. <laughs> now that you hit stiff. Ready from Paris, Ratatouille. Can you believe there's people that listen to this? Oh, fuck yeah. Jogo versus Kane. Oh, look, wrestling. Jogo comes out first, constantly looking behind him for Austin. <laughs> Kane soon... For, cru... <laughs> for croutons. Kane soon follows, and Lola calls him the big red R word again. You <laughs> daft pervert. Ratatouille. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> roulard. <laughs> the big red roulard. What have you done mentioning WWF New York invading? All I can think of now is different foods <laughs> attacking the restless. Uh, Been hit with some chips. Oh, no. A few potatoes in him, huh? Hey! Oh, anyway, our boy Kane is facing Chris Jericho. What yeah, an honour and a privilege. He's going to win the title and fuck up the booking. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm Trump now. Deal with it. My belts! That would have been better. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and the pyro's hit. Jericho attacks Kane. Jericho drives out the ring, grabs his titles, and tries to leave immediately. Kane grabs him from inside the ring. Guillotine by Jericho. Missile drop kick by Jericho, because if people are going to treat him like a WCW cruiserweight, then by golly, he's going to wrestle like one. <laughs> Jericho jumps right into a choke, but Jericho battles out. Kane tosses Jericho outside. Kane stops Jericho from leaving, so Jericho goes, oh, sod it, and hits Kane with a belt so he can just concentrate on Austin. <laughs> I just put, ugh, nothing here. <laughs> Cole emphasizes Jericho's paranoid. He can't concentrate and wants the easy way out. No, damn it, it's no way out. Come on. <laughs> easy way out is in February. That's when the Editor World Order makes their debut. <laughs> That's when Owen Mawson and Andrew debut. No, it's going to be a big digger. <laughs> I think you'll find there is a way out. Just completely smashes the cage. <laughs> After the match, Jericho gets ready to leave, but Austin comes out. Austin knocks Jericho down uh, and into the ring. Stunned to Jericho. Austin drinks some beer and pours the rest on Jericho. They did this to build to Jericho versus Austin. Well, to be fair, the idea of the challenger getting one up on the champion isn't the worst thing they've done going into a pay-per-view. That's fairly common. What? No, it'll be the. There should be some tease or like. Jericho has had one segment where he's got the better of Austin. And one is enough. 
Oh, clearly. Yes, one is enough. I love my beer cold, my coffee hot, and my tension in pay-per-view main events non-existent. <laughs> Tepid. Cole hypes up the three massive main events. What they say about triple main events? No main events! Hey! <laughs> Backstage, Vince is talking to Hogan on the phone. Taker comes in. Uh, Taker asks if Vince enjoyed the day. It was quiet. It was quiet because there was no rock. If he shows up at NWO, it'll be quiet for a long time. Triple H and Maven are in it, uh, in for it tonight. Angle comes in, apologizes for knocking Steph over last week. Angle says he's going to make Triple H suffer. He might not make it to No Way Out. Taker tells Steph that he'll bring back the body part of her choice when they face Triple H. No. She says, <laughs> since it's Valentine's Day, she wants the hands that killed that poor man. <laughs> We get a much lo- a much cooler NWO video of their feed interrupting the Lonely Road of Faith video and yes. threatening the entire show this Sunday. And even Cole says, oh, that's cool. This was way better than what they've been doing. This was like, oh, oh, okay, I, I like this. Uh, he also says, wow, Earl Hebner just got a signing ovation from the crowd. <laughs> Stacker 2, now with more Sopranos of the week, says Tombstone on car. Tombstone on car. According to the Observer, um, obviously he's not really hurt this week, but... <laughs> Reson's fake. <laughs> Reson, but that, that kid is traumatised. He's, he's burned out, is, is our boy Dwayne. He's been doing long days, doing the movie, doing TV tapings as well. Uh, he hasn't been home in weeks. He's been doing seven day on the bounce each week. And he just asked for a little bit of time off because he's done doing the Scorpion King. He's going to have a big run towards WrestleMania. And he just said, any chance of just a week, I can just go and sort of catch my breath a bit. And they went, yeah, sure, take this week. We'll write you off with a tombstone pile driver onto a car. That's nice. So Austin's having a little, uh, Rock's having a little slip this, sleep this week. Yeah, well, he's earned it. He's earned it. A hardcore champion Maven gets a lovely pop. The crappy hardcore title looks massive on him. Maven watches Triple H's entrance and is so enhanced by the best wrestler in WWE history that Undertaker attacks Maven to start this off. I was saying, because had, had he still been in the ring when Triple H got in the ring, he'd just, he just instantly taken a bump on his back while Triple H told him how shit he is for not <laughs> wanting to work eight days a week. I believe that's the last interaction yes. they had. It was a nice snap. Close line by Triple H, back elbow by Taker, and they tagged to Angle. Angle takes it to Triple H for slightly more interesting offense than Undertaker. This means Triple H spine busts Angle because what is an Olympian to a god? <laughs> Taker tosses Triple H outside. Uh, Maven wakes up and gets in the ring. Spinning heel kick and standing drop kick to Angle. German suplex to Angle from Maven. One, two, kick out. The Angle German and the Angle kick out for Maven. Bloody hell. Kurt recovers to land a German to Maven to shut that up. But still... Tag to Taker, close line the Maven, but he surprisingly doesn't care too much about devastating him, considering he's got his title, but whatever. And sends him outside so Kurt can folk with him while Taker calls out trips with his grr, I am hard, grr expressions. Maven gets worked over some more until Angle misses the moonsault off the top rope, and the camera is directly below Angle during this. That looked amazing. Mm. The type of thing to scare you in a 3D movie. Triple H needs to DDT Angle so Maven can tag to Triple H, who nails Angle some more. Pedigree sets up Angle, but Taker hits a big boot. Maven hits a missile dropkick off the top rope and Angle, and the crowd love that. They're into it. Taker doesn't, and tosses Maven outside. Last ride through the table on Maven. Two German suplexes to Triple H. Taker accidentally clotheslines Angle to the outside. Face buster to Taker. Triple H sets up the pedigree, and Angle thinks, ah, sod it, and hits him with the chair. <laughs> Here are your winners via DQ, Triple H, and Maven. Well done, Maven. 
Anger and Undertaker just brutalize Triple H as they realize they've lost to Maven. Undertaker gets ready to bruise Triple H's larynx, but Flair comes down and takes the chair away. Oh, we're getting that feud started, are we? Mm-hmm. Big boot to Flair. Taker gets Flair set up for last ride when Vince and Steph come down. Vince stops him because he wants Flair to come to No Way Out to see the NWO poison the WWF. As far as Triple H is concerned, Steph is the guest referee in his match against Kurt. Happy Valentine's Day! Angle ends the episode by clattering Triple H for chair, denting the poor thing with its giant nose. <laughs> After we go up the air, brave, sexy, hard, big dick Triple H gets some heat back by pedigreeing a referee who asked Triple H if he was okay. <laughs> And then eventually scooping up Maven to take to the back to a tiny pop, and that's it. I believe that bit doesn't make the network. It doesn't. It's one of those secret things that we're sharing with you. <laughs> and there you go. That's SmackDown before No Way Out. That was the SmackDown before No Way Out. What, what do you think of the main event? I thought it was a fun main event. There was a lot going on. It was a busy match. Mm. Uh, May- I love that Maven's been thrown in the mix, and I think he's hanging. He's hanging in there well. I don't think he looks... He doesn't look... Obviously, the character is out of his depth but he doesn't look out of his depth if you know what I mean like he's in there and he's flowing with guys like Angle and you know he's been bounced around by Undertaker and it looks like he's a guy that they're going to build for the future I mean he'll go on to become an internet superstar instead yes but yeah they're presenting him like what he is hi it's this guy that's won a reality show and crowd like yeah but he's German suplex Kurt Angle yeah. That's it. Give- say he's not presented as a complete loser, which is great. No. No, he's presented as somebody who's figuring it out, and he's been thrown in the deep end, and he's hanging in there, which I think is great. Yeah. Liked it a lot. What did you remember from this week? Not a lot. I've got to tell you. <laughs> uh, if I remembered anything, for some reason, I remember Booker T losing the Spike Dudley. Because <laughs> I'm like, I used to be a big fan of Spike Dudley. It's a sad day. day. Sad day for them all. No, nah, I was like, yeah, get him. You should have underestimated him. John Faltbooker. <laughs> Dickhead. Uh, what was something you remembered? Uh, the Steve Austin promo. Uh, my name's Steve Austin. I'm a drug addict. Remember that? Oh. Being addicted to the WF title. I thought it was just, again, a side of Austin you don't really see and hear. And it was different to, I'm going to beat you up. Bye. It was just a bit different. And I liked it for that reason. That's probably why I remember it. And I think they use it in the video package on the night as well. That's probably helps it sink into my brain a bit more. What did you forget? Val Venus doing this shtick where he's getting women out the audience, sorry, plants out the audience and be like, <laughs> necking on with randos. You know, like 2002, Val Venus doing that? In 98, they always cut the women going like, ooh, mm, all right, mm. like he's Rick Rude or something. But like, in 02, he's, he's looking a bit bee stung. <laughs> That's a good way to describe yeah. it. Now, I didn't see it on Goodbye, the network. Goodbye, lady. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't see it on the network because the network version doesn't have like, Lonely Road of Faith and the Creed stuff for, you know, stupid copyright reasons. But when you talked about it as it popped up there, I'd forgotten that they even did it anyway. And I would have been my forgot if it had been here. As we're getting the Lonely Road of Faith video and it gets cut off by the NWO. Yes, that's more like it. That's cool. That's cool. So I like. So that was something I'd forgot, but I liked it. It sent the message, you know, that they're going to come and obliterate the place. I mean, they don't, but the intent is currently yeah. there. Which we will see. I will see how they open the uh, WWF <laughs> chapter of the New World Order book on Sunday. Yeah. Are, we, are we saying that we like that because we liked it, or is it because we have fond memories of pirate STC? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we all had a cyber razor cut at some point. Uh, so next week, we'll be back together for the classics and Smackdown Review. It's a watch-along of No Way Out 2002. Hey. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, all back in the WWF. Wow. What's going to happen? Not much. Not much. <laughs> Fuck that show. But you can watch nothing with us next week on the Cult of Wow, Podcast. I think it's the first time in a long time we're going to a show that's not good. I know. Shame in it. Wow, we had a really good run, didn't we? We had a good run, Kermit. We had a good run. What are you working on this week? Uh, Kermit's working on keeping his marriage. Um, uh -huh. I am uh, got a new video coming out soon, next few days. Yay. My recovery from the flu. So I feel like Superman editing. Not really. Superman would not do video editing. He's got better things to be doing, like destroying Darkseid or saving the planet or something. Uh, so I've got that. And uh, going to be seeing my lovely friend who's doing something on Friday. Uh, he's, he's going to stay in Walker, where he's going to be talking and making everyone else look good. And I'm like, oh, I can't we just go support him. Oh, it's me! I didn't want. <laughs> oh, bless you. I didn't know what you were talking about. And I was like, oh, I thought you were coming. To, I thought you were coming to Turning Point. <laughs> yeah. If you're on the tour, see you in Coventry tonight. See you in Coventry tomorrow night. Have a lovely night. Uh, he's at Matthew Greg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together we're at Coldaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Tangliatelli with the run-in. <laughs> Please, bye. if you do know any information about the man who murdered that other man and scared the kid by making him watch NWO 2002, please let America's Most Wanted know. <laughs> Together. We're still looking for whoever this is. You say in the background, if you ever take a trip, darling, I'm going to do it. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 